Hello, good people. This is uh, the Black and White Jesus podcast. My name is Sean Thomas, and I am Nick Noble, and I'm a little nasally today, but glory to God, we're going to talk. We're going to talk, and we're going to um, <laughs> talk about what we believe God is doing in this generation, wants to do, and is doing in this generation, and um, that is revival. Now, Revival has looked different in different generations and in different seasons, but uh, we believe, first of all, when we talk about generation, we're not talking uh, just a particular age group. We're talking everyone living at this point in time. So the, the, the person in his 20s is just as important as the person in their 70s. And we believe that uh, we need all of those various groups, those levels of energy and wisdom and anointing in order to accomplish uh, what Father God wants us to accomplish in this time. So that's a, that's a major thing. I'm almost speechless. So just before this started, we were kind of going over, well, what in the world are we going to talk about? Uh-huh. And... We bounced a few ideas off, and, and this subject came off, and I uh, opened my phone to a note that I wrote myself on Monday, actually. And it says, we believe that God has called us to be people of presence. We invite you to grab a hold of this power declaration that we are making as we partner with heaven in our Arise campaign, a meaning rising to what God has asked us to do. Amen. We carry God's presence with us wherever we go. And as I partner with heaven to see God's kingdom made manifest on earth, I will see true and lasting change. I am a co-heir with Christ and a co-laborer with the work of revival. You know, we are in revival. Yes. And we have a partner working with us. Mm -hmm. And Who's we have work to do. Jesus. Jesus, absolutely. He is the yoke bearer. He stands shoulder to shoulder with us and bonds with us. Mm -hmm. So not it's it's so we're not having to carry the load. Absolutely. So God will put plans and purposes in our lives to walk out now in this moment of revival where we're gonna reach millions and millions of souls for Jesus. But you gotta be you've gotta be ready to team up and work. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So when we put our our um, radical obedience, when we couple our radical obedience with his, well, our radical obedience, our energy, and our effort with everything that heaven has to offer, then miraculous things happen that other people see and say, wow, this must be God and this must be a good God. And uh, that's the goal. So here's the cool thing. It's not for, and I, I know we, we probably say this every podcast, but it's not just for a particular group or a special person. We're talking about everyone's stuff. Um, my, what I've been doing lately is having my daughter pray uh, for certain things. Like if, uh, if, if she's sick, you know, praying for it, if I'm sick or if, uh, if something happens, praying for it so that she can see 
God intervene in that situation through her prayer and it just builds her faith like, hey, you know, so now uh, she's a little over 10 and uh, or she told me she's 10 and almost more than a half. But she was talking about she uh, she lost her ticket. She gets tickets when she does something good in school and um, as an incentive. And God told she felt like God was telling her, hey, if you give this pin that you found back to the back to the owner, one of her classmates, then I'll I'll uh, you'll find your tickets because she thought she lost her tickets and she worked hard to earn those tickets. So we were in the car driving and she was like, oh, good, good. Thank you, God. Thank you. So I'm, uh, I said, what, what, what's going on, sweetie? And she said, well, God told me if I give this pin back and I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't really want to give the pin back, but I gave the pin back and here are my tickets. I thought somebody had taken them. So for her, it's it's just I'm, my job as a parent is to put her in situations and give her opportunities to build her trust in God so that she can see him intervene. And as she goes through life, it just becomes second nature. There's no junior Holy Spirit, meaning that um, the the full power of Holy Spirit that lives in somebody you can think of on TV praying for people or uh, the full power of the Holy Spirit that lives in me as her father that, that I've seen God work through me is the same full power of the Holy Spirit that lives in her. So getting her to uh helping her to renew her mind or to to see life through god is is with me god is in me and god is for me through those lenses is huge so when it comes to god telling her to do something talk to somebody hug somebody give somebody uh something pray for somebody you know uh, speak a word to somebody to let them know that god's thinking about them uh, hopefully that anxiety will be reduced greatly because it will just be second nature. What we're talking about is making our normal look like heaven's normal. Whatever's in heaven, it should be on earth. That's what Jesus prayed and he told us to pray. So as we're talking about obedience, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there for the parents mainly because Sean was talking about his kids. So I'm going to talk about mine and they have a distinct problem when being asked to do something of saying no, maybe later, or do I have to, or can't he do it, or can't she do it. And so the last probably month, I've really started hammering home with them that, you know, simple obedience to me, to your parents is honor. And it, it's the same honor that we give God. Honoring your parents is honoring God. He asks us to do that. So, you know, if you have kids that are struggling to just do what they're asked to do, you know, let's start letting them understand that, you know, we relate to our mother and father on earth the way we relate to our father in heaven. And if I'm not going to be obedient to my mom and dad asking me to take out the trash, when will I be obedient when he says, hey, you need to pray for that person right now because they need it now or they might miss out. So that being said, if you are the parent and you're missing out on obedience, just start finding small things. When when somebody asks you to do something, when your wife says, you know, can you, uh, 
grab my makeup bag in an instant. Just get it. Don't even say, ah, oh, just a minute. Just just start becoming obedient. And, and we're, we're starting to really understand and use this term radically obedient because sometimes we, we hear things and we want to do them and, and, and we'll do them, but we just won't do them right then. Mm-hmm. But God asks us to follow him just as Jesus. Jesus did exactly as the Father did. And when Jesus came upon a situation and saw it, guess what? He was obedient and he answered it right then. You know, if it was anywhere from casting the uh, man with the, that was demon-possessed into the 2,000 pigs, or if it was the day that, you know, it was about time for him to go to the cross, and he said, Father, you know, I don't want to do this, but guess what? I'm going to be so obedient to you that I'm going to just put myself up for death for these people because if I don't, no one else can. So don't miss out on the opportunity when God puts something in your way because you might be right then the only person that can do that mm-hmm. because no one else will see that situation but you. That's good. So just just take that. Uh, it it really is. It sounds like a lot, but it's really simple. Just obey. Yeah, and and it it all goes back to honor. When the Bible talks about when when we obey our parents and when we honor our parents, that we get an automatic blessing of long life. Um, and I believe that that includes a long, good life. Let me give you an example. So, uh, my I was I went to go visit my mom. Uh, she had something to celebrate, and we went to go celebrate her. And we're getting the house ready and doing all kind of things. And uh, she had asked me to do something. No, no, no. She was she had asked me to do something. So we were cleaning up. It was me uh, and my daughter, her granddaughter, and it was something that she said to kind of rubbed me the wrong ways. It, it felt like criticism. So I kind of said something passive aggressive uh, to her in a, in a joking way. And I don't think her feelings were hurt by it, but you know what? I was convicted by it because the scripture kept coming up, honor your parents, honor your parents. So I had to go back to my mom and say, hey, mom, what I said uh, earlier, that was, that was passive aggressive. I was frustrated. That wasn't the right way to handle that. I apologize. And she said, oh, no, it's fine. I know you're frustrated. I said, well, well, thank you. But it wasn't the right way to handle it. And, and, you know, please forgive me. Now, I would prefer not to put myself in situations where I have to ask for forgiveness. But when you get into them, when you when you miss uh, places of honor, go back and make it right. When you when you realize that you have not honored a person, go back and make it right. And uh, I believe God is pleased with that. And that puts you on a path of, uh, of goodness and favor because you're faithful in what looks like a small thing. And he, he gives you a uh, promotion. Another example, uh, this was, man, probably 15 years ago. Um, there's a, a musician, man, beautiful singer, uh, this guy, his voice is is is, is awesome in Detroit. Um, musician Ladon Ford. Some of you may uh, know about him. Good guy. Um, so I had met him and I was hanging out with him. He was he had his uh, his group together and he was putting together some things. And God had put it on my heart. He said, "Give Ladon two hundred dollars." So um, I said, "Well." You know, I, 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 
I got $200 out of the bank. I went to go drive over his house. Hey, man, I got something to give you. He said, all right, hey, I'm out here. So this is 15 years ago. Um, I went over there and I said, hey, the Lord told me to give you something. And I just took out $100. He said, man, that's a blessing. You know what? I was believing for that. I was believing, you know, I needed something. I was believing for that. So God told me to give him 200. I just gave him 100 because I felt like, hey, 100 is better than nothing. Do you know that that thing stayed on my heart 15 years it would just keep coming up, keep coming up, keep coming up. I gave him $100. I knew that God told me to give him $200. Finally, about uh, 13 years in, uh, I said, you know what? I'm not gonna keep dealing with this disobedience from, from myself. I'm gonna give this man $200. So I didn't just say, well, I gave him 100, here's the other 100, we're, we're even. No, God told me to give him 200. So now, where I had direct access to him before, I had lost touch with him. Um, and he had a, uh, a a pretty big gospel song. And, you know, it's just we, we have more separation, degrees of uh, separation as far as relationship now. It's, it's harder to, to get in touch with him. So I was trying to reach him on social media and talk with him. Finally, I got in touch with one of my cousins. She's a singer. And she was able to get in touch with somebody he knew. And then they contacted me back. And I'm like, hey, I just want to give him some money. Can you please tell him? Uh, just give me a way to give him some money. I just want to give him some money. I know it sounded like the weirdest thing. But I, I felt like, you know, I'm, I'm fighting to give this guy some money. Finally, they, they gave me a way to do it. I gave him, uh, sent the $200 to him. Do you know there was such a release? There was a piece that I didn't even realize I was missing because I was disobedient in that thing. And because I was not obedient, I wasn't honoring God. But I missed it and I came back and made it right. So when you miss being honorable towards someone, go back and make it right. And you're gonna have more than enough opportunities. If, if you're anything like me, you'll have more than enough opportunities to miss it. And when Holy Spirit uh, makes you aware of it, when he convicts you, and we, I think we've talked about this before. Conviction is different than condemnation. Condemnation says uh, this this building or this place or this person is, is no longer fit for use. But conviction feels more like, hey, you got something on your shirt. And not just that, here's something to clean it up with. And that's what Holy Spirit does to us. So when you miss honor, go back and make it right. Go back and make it right. It makes a difference uh, to, to God and to that person. Jesus said it best. He was, again, talking with his disciples, and he says, if you want to be my disciple, follow me, and you will go where I'm going. And if you truly follow me as my disciple, the Father will shower you with his favor upon your life. Even though I am torn within, and my soul is in turmoil, I will not ask the Father to rescue me from this hour of trial, for I have come to fulfill my purpose, to offer myself to God. So, Father, Bring glory to your name. In obedience, it brings glory to God's name. Mm -hmm. He will find ways to bring favor upon you when we're obedient to who he is mm -hmm. and to his calling in our life. I uh, We're in a time, people, where we need more people listening and hearing his voice. And understanding who he is and who he is to us 
but uh, even more, um, more than just getting to know him, how to get others to know him. Mm -hmm. Learn to hear his voice, understand who he is and his passion for people. He's passionately pursuing people and uh, he needs us to go get those doors open. Uh, the Holy Spirit's right there with us. Learn to hear his voice, the, the small, still voice inside. Yes, he'll show up in big ways sometimes, but sometimes it's just little inklings, little just, I just almost like just a little shove in the shoulder to, to reach out to somebody. And I promise you, when you take radical obedient steps, he'll show up. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's learning by trial and error, guys. I'm not going to say that every time I've went up to somebody, not even just sharing Jesus, but thinking that I might, uh, that I've got something for him. Uh, I'll go and talk to him and like, nah, no, not really. And in the inside, you're sitting there and thinking, oh, you're kidding. But, you know, just tell them all you have to do. You, you score when you tell them Jesus loves them. When God loves you, you know, just even, even sharing that right there will open a door to somebody that thinks, man, somebody cares enough to share a love that changed their life, they're trying to speak that into my life. And you can't go wrong. And and then the seed is planted. And the next thing you know, you're going to cross that person again. And they're going to be like, hey, what you said last time, even though it wasn't right, I understood that you cared enough to try and speak life into my life. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you guys, simple, radical, whatever you want to call it, obedience provide a way for you to grow and we'll, we'll provide a way for people to come to know who Jesus is based on the fact that you just don't let them walk by. If we allow people to just be wallflowers and go by in life with nobody caring or nobody reaching out or nobody speaking life into them, that's what they're going to do. They're going to be stuck on the wall and someday they're going to miss the opportunity to find out who Jesus is and we're going to be gone and they're going to be stuck here. So I say that with urgency because we have to be unified in sharing Jesus mm -hmm. as the one way. And we have to believe in his Holy Spirit as being the way to embolden us, to strengthen us. We can study the, the coolest techniques, the, 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 the newest ways of doing things, but the best way is just following the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. So, um... And I love the way you talked about sometimes you, sometimes you, you, you hit it and sometimes you miss, um, you know, like, like anything in life, sometimes we miss it. I, I give you a time where I believe that, um, I was accurate. I was driving down the street, uh, just praying in the spirit and my godmother kept popping in my head. So I kept thinking about my godmother and then the word peace just just came in my thoughts and I just kind of you know I was praying in the spirit and just singing some worship music so I wasn't thinking about it kept driving kept driving again she popped in my head in peace and I know when things when it comes in repetition and it's it's something good uh like that because all good things come from the father then I know um hey Sean you need to pay attention to that so I called up my godmother and she usually answers the phone I mean nine times out of ten she answers the phone uh, whenever I call but for this time it, it went to voicemail and I said uh, hey hey godmother how you doing I want to call and tell you I love you hey I was praying I'm driving and praying 
and you kept coming coming to my mind and the word peace i said so if the peace of god means something to you you see i didn't say this is a this is an absolute because i don't know i said if the word p if if the uh, if the peace of god means something to you then great i said if it means absolutely nothing to you right now i said then that's good too i still love you i said i'll talk to you soon bye bye she called my wife later on that night and she was having a, a procedure um, at the hospital and she said hey tell sean i'll be okay i completely forgot about anything dealing with that procedure but god was still thinking about her and just radical obedience don't be afraid to miss it don't be afraid you know to go up to somebody and 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 say something you know out of the heart of love out of a heart of love out of a motive of love and they say nah that really mean anything to it. just say hey well you know I, I i love you i appreciate you you know and and god really loves you you so, might have just missed out on the specifics but those people may have just been praying for somebody to come talk to them absolutely absolutely so it's um and the the more you you yield to that the more you uh, you practice, practice makes improvement. So you become more accurate, and you you know you can uh, sense those things better. And uh, Nick, you were talking about how um, listening to God, God's always talking. But it's like uh, the best description I've heard is we're we're in the car right now, hanging out, but there are other people talking in this car. And what I mean by that is radio waves. If I turn on my car radio, then I can tune my antenna to pick up those people talking or singing or whatever it is. Now those waves are here, whether I tune my antenna to hear them or not. God's talking whether you tune in to hear him or not. And a lot of times we're just so distracted with life. I, I know I get so distracted by other things. And I'm not talking about like other uh, noble, cool, um, godly, praiseworthy, worshiping things. I'm talking about just silly stuff, like silly videos on Facebook and, you know, stuff like that. Just sit, just useless things that I just get distracted by and I have to pull myself back in. And uh, when I do just, you know, pray or listen to some worship or pray in spirit or read, read some scripture it's like a breath of life it's like oh man why, why wasn't i in this place before you know so so i'm gonna kind of start to close us up here with a, a scripture but it's also going to be a kind of a teaser to uh, move into next week um, i'm gonna read the scripture and give you just a little teaser for for next week because i think it this week let this kind of just sit over you and, and think over it and and just start to ask God you know where where can I be more obedient or at home where can I be more obedient in a quicker fashion that uh, I don't have to question what's being asked of me just do it mm -hmm. um, so we're going to read Romans three twenty two, and I'll start it says this is the righteousness that the scriptures prophesied would come or this is the righteousness the scriptures said would be coming it is God's righteousness made visible through the faithfulness of Jesus Christ 
And now all who believe in him receive that gift. For there is really no difference between any of us. Verse 24 says, Yet through his powerful declaration of acquittal, acquittal meaning cancellation of all wrongs, God freely gave his righteousness away. His gift of love and favor now cascades over us, all because Jesus, the anointed one, has liberated us from the guilt, punishment, and power of sin. God freely gives away his righteousness. His righteousness is who he is. He is perfect in every single way. And in him, there is no fault. And he's saying that because of what Jesus did in Christ, we have no fault. So what I'm going to share next week, and I think it's going to be a pivotal point in some people's lives and, and, and moving forward. So brief story, uh, we had went to a conference recently and we got back to our hotel room and just praying and, you know, if you will just allow yourself to get out of the way and let it go, you, you'll be amazed at what happens. And, and I'll just say it. I went and visited with Jesus and he walked me around and showed me some mighty beautiful things. Um, it's almost hard to start talking about it again because it's so real. It, it is real. I mean, the love of the Father is huge, guys. Unbelievably huge. Mm -hmm. And when we get in tune with that and understand, and when I tell these, this story next week, you'll see it and you'll understand that there's, there's a river waiting for people to get in. Amen. So, um, to close, I'm going to say, just do it. Not like Nike, but just like my mom always said, just do what you're told. God asks you to do something, just step in and do it. Your wife tells you to do something, just do it. I mean, it's not like she's going to ask you to go out and steal something. Or if she is, you're, you might, you're in trouble. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying. Not like your wife is Sarah and you're Abraham. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you know what we're talking about. It, it's, it's about, it's about honor. It's about honoring uh, one another and honoring God. And um, here, I just want to pray. Uh, Father God, I pray that everyone listening to us right now, I pray that they know that they have the strength and the ability to obey you, even when they have anxiety, even when they're unsure, even when they uh, feel like they lack the confidence or the ability you, when they make that step of radical obedience, you meet them there with your power, your wisdom, your provision, and your favor. So I pray, Lord, that you open all of our eyes, that we see your way clearly, that we see one another the way you see us. Not, we don't see one another the way that they're acting or we don't see each other by, by the things that rub us the wrong way, but we see one another in Christ. I pray that you continue to unite us as a body, that we love one another beyond our faults, just as you love us beyond our faults. I pray that you teach us to honor you first and others. 
that as we react to situations and and um, and encounter people and engage others, that we show them honor, and it feels like they're engaging with the love of the Father. We thank you for the the ability, for the wisdom, for opening our eyes to see, like you see, to hear. Uh, like you here to to engage with people as you would engage with people and to to share your love with them and we thank you for it in Jesus name amen have a great week folks